Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 263. The week for confession came, and, to my great joy, I saw the priest I had known before coming to Vilnius. That is to say, I had known him by seeing him in a vision. At that moment, I heard these words in my soul. This is my faithful servant. He will help you to fulfill my will here on earth. Yet I did not open myself to him as the Lord wished, and for some time I struggled against grace. During each confession, God's grace penetrated me in a very special way, yet I did not reveal my soul before him, and I had the intention of not going to confession to that priest. After this decision, a terrible anxiety entered my soul. God reproached me severely. When I did lay bare my soul completely to this priest, Jesus poured an ocean of graces into it. Now I understand what it means to be faithful to a particular grace. That one grace draws down a whole series of others. O my Jesus, keep me near to you. See how weak I am. I cannot go a step forward by myself. So you, Jesus, must stand by me constantly, like a mother by a helpless child, and even more so. Days of work, of struggle, and of suffering have begun. Everything continued according to the convent routine. One is always a novice, always having to learn many things and to get to know about many things, because although the rule is the same, each house has its own customs, and thus each change is a little novitiate. August 5th, 1933, the Feast of Our Lady of Mercy. Today I received a great and incomprehensible grace, a purely interior one, for which I will be grateful to God throughout this life and in eternity. Jesus told me that I please him best by meditating on his sorrowful passion, and by such meditation much light falls upon my soul. He who wants to learn true humility should reflect upon the passion of Jesus. When I meditate upon the passion of Jesus, I get a clear understanding of many things I could not comprehend before. I want to resemble you, O Jesus, you crucified, tortured, and humiliated. Jesus, imprint upon my heart and soul your own humility. I love you, Jesus, to the point of madness. You who were crushed with suffering as described by the prophet see Isaiah 53, 2 through 9, as if he could not see the human form in you because of your great suffering. It is in this condition, Jesus, that I love you to the point of madness. O eternal and infinite God, what has love done to you? October 11th, 1933, Thursday. I tried to make a holy hour, but began it with great difficulty. A certain yearning started to tear at my heart. My mind was dimmed so that I could not understand the simplest forms of prayer, and so passed by an hour of prayer, or rather, of struggle. 
I resolved to pray for a second hour, but my inner sufferings increased, great dryness and discouragement. I resolved to pray for a third hour. In the third hour, which I resolved to spend kneeling without any support, my body started to clamor for rest, but in no way but I in no way relented. I stretched out my arms, and though I spoke no words, I persisted by sheer will. After a while, I took the ring off my finger and asked Jesus to look at the ring, that sign of our eternal union, and I offered Jesus the feelings I had on the day of perpetual vows. After a while, I felt my heart inundated with a wave of love, a sudden recollection of spirit, The senses quiet down, and God's presence pervades my soul. I know only this, that it is Jesus and I. I saw him just as he had appeared to me in that instant after my perpetual vows, when I was likewise making a holy hour. Jesus was suddenly standing before me, stripped of his clothes, his body completely covered with wounds, his eyes flooded with tears and blood, his face disfigured and covered with spittle, The Lord then said to me, The bride must resemble her betrothed. I understood these words to their very depth. There is no room for doubt here. My likeness to Jesus must be through suffering and humility. See what love of human souls has done to me. My daughter, in your heart I find everything that is so great that so great a number of souls refuses me. Your heart is my repose. I often wait with great graces until towards the end of prayer. Well, here St. Faustina finally meets Blessed Michael Sapochko in Vilnius. Jesus had prepared this meeting, and yet St. Faustina was afraid to open her soul to him and even resolves to not go to confession to him. Well, Jesus corrects her very strongly, and then she receives many graces when she opens her soul. It is a spiritual battle. The evil one knows that there are two holy souls here, so he tries to divide them in any way possible. Faustina learns that when one is faithful to a particular grace, more graces follow. Well, During their lifetime, they had a very fruitful spiritual collaboration, which the evil one wanted to prevent from ever happening. Faustina received a special grace on the Feast of Our Lady of Mercy. We don't know what it was. She doesn't reveal it. But it's interesting because her shrine, the shrine of Our Lady of Mercy, is in Vilnius, which is the city where St. Faustina is living now. And that is where the Divine Mercy image was publicly displayed for the first time in that shrine of Our Lady of Mercy. Faustina tells us that meditating on our Lord's passion is very fruitful. Um, She uh, learns a a great deal from meditating on the humility, the love of our Lord, and we can do the same. Her experience of dryness in prayer is very interesting. She persevered for three hours. Um, Dryness in itself doesn't mean that Jesus is not present or that the prayer time was wasted. In this instance, St. Faustina is being tested and strengthened. Her sacrifices are very fruitful spiritually for her and for others who she is praying for and offering up the sacrifices for. And we should uh, persevere in prayer, 
even when we feel uh, a certain dryness. Because Jesus, uh, as we find out here, pours out graces at the end of the prayer time. So this is the reason why the evil one is always tempting us to leave early and to shorten our prayer time. But we should be faithful to the time that we want to spend, whether it be a holy hour or any other time.